Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And welcome into the show, the North Shore Fishing Report. Glad to have you aboard this morning. A chilly morning, uh, 54 degrees, but uh, should be warming up throughout the day up into the 80s. Looks like a great day to, to fish. Really a great weekend to fish um, that front. We, that front came through Thursday, you know, kind of dumped a few, some rain on us, but uh, I think we're recovering quite well. And it's been a pretty good, pretty good month. We've been able to, str- to put together a few uh, days in a row to fish that, you know, that those fronts don't come through, everything settles down. Um, so that, that's about a typical spring for us. But uh, the winds, on the other hand, the winds have been, you know, switching around on us, and, and that, that hurts the saltwater guys, the anglers who uh, target the redfish and trout in the lake. Uh, and the Wrigley's, the Lake Catherine area, those uh, big open bodies of water. Um, and add to it the river water from the spillway. We're still seeing dirty water from that spillway uh, in the area. But I think that's going to be clear- clearing up shortly. And uh, we're going to be getting back to normal here as far as speckled trout go and redfish. Well, I tell you, with the redfish, we don't have any problem with the redfish, actually. They, they are they're way more tolerant to the muddy fresh water than the trout are we're still seeing limits of redfish being caught so the the redfish bite is stout and uh, it has been stout throughout the throughout the spillway opening so that saved us now um, look at the modus map that nasa puts out and for anyone wanting to monitor the lake or, or really you can monitor any body of water in louisiana it's really a valuable tool for seeing what uh, the water clarity is in, in any certain area in Louisiana. Just go to the website and click on the section of the map that you want to zoom in on, and it brings you right over that area and you want to monitor. And I know it's, it's a tool that we use routinely when the spillway is open, and it's also a valuable, uh, it's also valuable to, to monitor in that Pearl River, uh, what that Pearl River is doing as far as dumping muddy water into Lake Bourne. So. Looking at the modus map, man, I, I tell you what, I, I wish I could report better results here. I just, I just don't see much clearing. Still a big mud hole, but uh, it should be clearing up. Well, we're going to check in with Captain Andy Jones later on, see if he's had any firsthand reports of any clean pockets around the area. Okay, lots to get to here. Uh, I spoke with Daryl Carpenter, Louisiana Sportsman's Coalition. And next thing we're watching, uh, as far as that private waters issue goes, uh, it's Tuesday, April 30th, so a few days from now. Uh, if you recall, we saw House Bill 391 last year make it out of the, the committee hearing, and uh, from there it was defeated. But that was just the start of things. I believe everyone you know, was surprised at the number of fishermen across the state that voiced their opinion. That bill uh, has been changed slightly, so you can see the changes at joinlasc.com. Uh, the new bill is House Bill 231, and that's Kevin Pearson's bill. So. We'll all be watching, and, you know, well, it's not good enough to just watch. Uh, if you care any about this issue, all you need to do is you send a simple email to, to your representative. Uh, LASC makes it really simple. Just go to their Facebook page, and there's a list of representatives that you can get in touch with. So uh, let your voices be heard. I know this is a very hot topic across the state, and just recently on the North Shore with the ICW, we're losing a ton of water that uh, – we used to be able to fish, and I don't know where it's going to end if, if nothing's done about it. So join LASC.com and support the fight. Um, also, you can find the interview I did with uh, Captain Daryl Carpenter at NorthShoreFishingReport.com if you're interested. 
Also, another thing of interest uh, for those at Fish Lake Bourne and, and further east, a permit that's been filed by the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries has been approved by the Army Corps of Engineers. Uh, it calls for four new artificial reefs to be constructed in Lake Bourne and Bluxy Marsh. Um, they'll be named the Shellpad Reef, the Grand Banks Reef, the Cabbage Reef, and the West Caraco Bay Reef. Uh, Ashley Ferguson, if that name sounds familiar, Ashley was front and center in the speckled trout telemetry study in Lake Pontchartrain when it was up and running. Uh, now Ashley's involved in this. Ashley says the the construction could start as early as this spring. Um, each site will be approximately an acre, but they plan on expanding the reefs up to 10 acres at a later time. Um, and the, least, the, the reefs will be made up of large lime star limestone chunks, uh, shells, and reef balls. So just like in Lake Pontchartrain, typical artificial reef they're building. So an interesting addition to that area, uh, I believe that's the furthest east they've gone, if I'm not mistaken. That'll be interesting to see how early those reefs start producing fish. Uh, if anyone has fished the reefs over here in Lake, uh, Lake Pontchartrain, you know how valuable they can be. So good news for those anglers that uh, fish Lake Bourne and, and the Biloxi Marsh area. Okay, we have a Mike Jones alert. You're on the North Shore and you hear the name Mike Jones in any kind of fishing report, you know what's about to follow is a huge fish. Uh, Mike, Mike's grown up in Madisonville and, and fishes that Chifuncta River for big catfish. Um, he's caught numerous catfish over 30 pounds. And last year he caught a huge striped bass in that Riceville Canal. Uh, that bass weighed 26 pounds, and just this past week, Mike posted a report in which he caught a four-foot paddlefish. Uh, it's his first ever, and what's so rare about catching these things is uh, they're plankton feeders, so they don't hit on baited hooks. So anytime you hook one, it's, it's by accident, and that's exactly what happened to Mike. He was baiting up his trot line and working his way to the opposite end, and his buddy felt something tugging on the other end of the line. They uh, worked their way down. It started thrashing all over. They initially thought it was an alligator, but because of the way it was, you know, thrashing around on the surface, it just wasn't interested in swimming straight down like normal fish do. Uh, so finally, they, they got next to it, scooped it up, took a few pitches, and returned it. So just a really interesting fish from its uh, lack of scales to the, the long paddle nose. Um, kind of looks like a shark. Uh, if you've never seen one of these things before, it may startle you if you if you caught one, look eye to eye into it. Uh, Mike says when he pulled it up, uh, and this is, is quoted from the report, it almost felt like I had caught something not real. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> so another big fish caught by Mike Jones. I tell you, I don't know if he targets big fish or they just find him, but, man, that guy seems like every year he comes up with a river monster. Okay, for those interested in Sokolite, we usually cover that on the show somewhere along the line, but, you know, uh, John Gilliard, Ray Miller, the normal guys. Uh, the Sockelite bite has tapered off quite a bit since the spawn, but I do have an update from Cajun Ray Miller. Ray says that uh, the water is still muddy out there on the Chifuncta, and those post-spawn crappie, they can be hard to catch. But I uh, says don't get discouraged. Those fish are still in the progress of moving into deeper water, and it's there that you should be able to start patterning them again. Uh, also, he says the perch spawn has begun, so those perch should be easy to catch in the shallows for the next month. So good tips from Cajun Ray Miller right there. Uh, speaking of, of uh, the perch spawn, we just had a report on the Bayou Lacombe board. Uh, Robert Forrester made a trip to Bayou Lacombe and caught 52 huge bluegill. Uh, 
Robert was using a yellow floating popper and caught most of his fish next to the shoreline. So a fantastic report right there. You fly guys, uh, buy you a comb. And yeah, that's a good thing about using those flies. Generally, if you're using a decent sized fly, those perch are going to be quality and, and have some size to them. So uh, stop in at Buy Adventure right there before you launch and pick up a few yellow poppers. Uh, who makes that? Is that that's MEPS or a Cardo that I'm thinking of? Ah, it's been a long time since I fly fished, as you could probably tell. Okay, we have a jam-packed show. Like I said uh, before, lots to get to. We're going to talk with tournament director for uh, Bass Assassins Tournament, Chris Basie, and get the results of his tournament out of Crawford's Landing. Uh, those guys fish the West Pearl, so we're going to get a report from Chris on the Pearl River area. Also, we're going to play thumbs up or thumbs down. I'll throw a few spots out there and see if Chris approves or disapproves, maybe help help you out this weekend on where to pick up a few bass. Also, we're going to speak with Jason Pittman, another bass fisherman. Jason fishes the local tournament scene here on the North Shore, and he's going to help us out with what the bass are doing right now after the spawn, where to target them, uh, what baits to throw. Also, Jason won the BASS Regional Tournament on Lake Gunnersville in Alabama, so we'll talk about that as well. Uh, and, of course, we'll check in with Captain Andy Jones later on to find out where the trout are and, and what the water conditions are doing in, in Lake Lake Pontchartrain, Lake Bourne, and, and Lake Catherine as well. So hang tight through the break, and uh, we'll pick back up with more North Shore Fishing Report on more outdoors. Be right back. All right, welcome back to the show. Up next, we're going to check in with Captain Andy Jones of Wicked Charters. Andy fishes Lake Pontchartrain and, and all parts east. Um, he's stationed out of Mandeville, but... I think he's launching a lot out of Lake Catherine Marina these days with the lake being a mess like it is. Um, it's a real challenge trying to figure out how to catch fish in, in the area these days. But things are starting to take a turn for the better. Uh, that spillway has been closed for over two weeks now, and we're just waiting to get back to normal. So uh, hopefully Andy will have some good news for us this morning. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Keith. How are you? I am doing pretty good. Are you out on the water today? We are uh, getting ready to launch here. We got an afternoon trip, so we're just uh, running around picking up a few things, uh, getting some ice and all that good stuff, and getting ready to go. Where are you heading out? Uh, we're going to probably fish Mandeville today. Oh, okay, okay. What's what's the strategy today then? Well, we're going to go we're going to go poke around on the bridge for a little bit, and then uh, we may we may run to the Chifuncta depending on what the water looks like, or we may go the other direction and head toward Lacombe. Uh, we've actually caught a few fish over by uh, Bayou Liberty, Bonifuca area over there, had pretty good red bite. So, Oh, really? Uh, okay. Look, looks like that may be an option. Uh, we're not sewed all the way in yet, but we're uh, that's what we're looking at. Okay. Well, give us a rundown of what you're seeing as far as water clarity. Um where are some areas that you fished this past week? Well, this past week we uh, we had a couple of trips. We ran um, the last one out of uh, Isla Marina there on a, on the new pontoon boat that we've got the party barge, and the water was dirty, dirty, and it was of course right before all that bad wind and everything shut us down the next couple of days. But uh, that water was a mess, but what we do when we get it like that we still fish the deeper points and we fish a little lower instead of trying everything on the top we went down deep and uh, we ended up pulling a few fish caught a nice flounder um 
a lot of throwback redfish, which I'm seeing is pretty, pretty common right now across the board for everybody fishing, uh, you know, even Biloxi Marsh, Campos, Area Shell Beach, all the way back up to Bourne into the Wrigley's, um, and even over into Lakeshore states in those areas, there's still a lot of smaller, you know, 14 to 15 and a half inch redfish. Isn't that, <laughs> it's so weird out of fluxes, you know, they, they were going from, from big. Now, now you're seeing more smaller ones. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, you know, early, early, uh, last month into last month, into the beginning of this month, everybody was catching really nice, nice reds. And then it's gone into, uh, just under slot size, you know, just not just under mm-hmm. legal and having to throw them back, but still a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, it's keeping people on a bite with the conditions we've had in the water. Um, you know, it's good to have a pull on that line. So sheephead haven't disappointed this year. Of course, as you've been talking about the catfish, uh, are definitely, you know, picking up and making it interesting. So, yeah, those catfish, we're getting catfish reports, um, everywhere. Andy, you said you fish deeper down. What's your thoughts on that that cleaner water down beneath the muddy water? You find that that's true? I find it's true. I find the bites a hundred hundred times better. Um, if yeah. people go to their spots and they kind of get a little discouraged, you know, just drop a little heavier jig head down if they've got moving water and it's still muddy. Uh, you know, it tends to it tends to produce. Um, you know, sometimes if those fish were there in the past, they're there a lot of times they're in the same area. They just may not be as high as you're fishing. Mm-hmm. I like to uh, I like to try different heights and different weights in the water column, using everything from split shot to uh, full blown Carolina rig with a you know half ounce to three quarter ounce weight, depending on on how the the tidal movement is. Mm-hmm. Well, Andy, you mentioned that pontoon boat. How, so you have the pontoon boat and you have the regular fishing boat. How are you how are you uh, discerning which one to use on what any given trip. Well, we're just kind of getting the pontoon boat, uh, the big party barge out there a little bit. Um, we're kind of easing into those trips, and it is it is a lot of fun. I mean, you have a great time on that thing no matter what you're doing. So uh, mm-hmm. super cool. Uh, you know, can handle six people easily, a lot of room. Um it's just it's a lot of fun so we're just kind of we're just kind of working through it uh the you know the owner i'm in a partnership with that boat so he he does a lot of fishing on it himself so we just kind of try to work the calendar around his schedule as well so it's it's working out pretty good for us so far seems like a good setup for your kraken hunt your big fish uh trips huh well, that's that seems to be uh, what what all the you know I sponsor a lot of kids and we took a group of kids out here on it, let them test it out, and they that was their it was a resounding uh, yes on the cracking hunts on that boat. Everybody thought it was a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Andy, uh, back to the water, the spillway. Um, it you know it's not the only thing to blame for the terrible water conditions. Let me ask you: when you're running across water, is there a difference that you notice between the river water and the normal, typical, you know, turned up water that we see with the spring front, fronts coming through? Well, we've had a lot. You're right. You can't. The spillway obviously didn't do us any favors, and there was a ton. It's you can see the silty muddy water and then we have a lot of rain water that's been coming you know the pearls flooded us over here as well 
and yes, you can you can definitely tell a difference. Uh, you can see the difference. Um, and sometimes, you know, guys will be like, oh, this looks pretty good. Well, it might be a little more stained and red, you know, real fresh. You can almost smell the fresh, fresh water. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. But, yeah, so it's – you're right. It hasn't been – we just – we've had kind of uh, the perfect storm this year with a lot of high winds, a lot of rain, and on top of that, the spillway. So it's made it's made people have to work for it for sure. Um you know, and people are running further south and east, and they're just they're going different areas, and they're fishing different species. So, uh, you know, everybody adapts and adjusts, but Mother Nature is going to do what Mother Nature does. Yeah, yeah. And what about bait? Uh, I'm seeing any shrimp out there, any mullet, bogies, or anything yet? You know, that's one thing we have not seen a ton of yet. Really, some bait moving into the area, um, especially over Mandeville, kind of kind of down on the bait side of things. Uh, a little more over in Catherine, a few of the areas, just a little bit. Uh, some pogies and a few a few schools of mullet, but uh, kind of looking forward as this weather gets a little better to pick up and start seeing more of that bait because we haven't seen a ton of it. Uh, like I yeah. said, pockets here and there, but not, you know, not not what we're really looking for. Get it going, Andy. I think you got to add another uh, fish type of species to your big fish, your your kraken uh, hunts, and that's that uh, that paddlefish. Did you see that report by Mike Jones? Yeah. Now I I have to look <laughs> at that fish, and I know we have the spoonbill catfish too. Uh, and I know people sometimes confuse those. I haven't I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know. I know that I've seen those spoonbills out on the causeway two years two years ago after the big opening of the uh, spillway, mm-hmm. um, and up on top of the water. So I'd like to get a good look at that fish. But yeah, if it's a true paddlefish, uh, very unusual and very cool. Um, yeah, it looks yeah, exactly you're, like you're a right. shark. It looks exactly like yeah. a shark if you if you cut the nose off. I mean, it, just a big mouth like that, but uh, just a just right. very very odd looking fish. It's something you don't see every day, you know. Well, it is. Uh, they are cool, and it just adds another whole another layer of what we've got in Louisiana. <laughs> uh, just it is. It's so much fun, man. And you know that's what's exciting about the cracking hunts that we do is just you never know what you're going to catch and. Um, <laughs> It's uh, it, and Mike, you're right about Mike. He always does pull a uh, pull a monster. He he always comes up with that great fish, and uh, he loves he loves the big ones too. So we we like that and like to see Mike out there doing it. Yeah, man, you're gonna have to add that to your trips. I don't know how you would target them though. What, just a bear hook and and reel it through the water and hopefully catch one, huh? <laughs> yeah, just to snag them. Maybe that's the kraken. Maybe that's the kraken you've been chasing. <laughs> hey, it could it could be it could be. Uh, we got some pictures of those on the website when they were spawning out there. We had a few few of those fish that were up on top. It's pretty cool to see, but uh, yeah, you just you just never know. Yeah. Andy, with the spillway, the spillway opening, um, not to harp on the spillway because I know that's all we seem to be talking about, but it is the, yeah. the the obstacle that's blocking us from our normal saltwater fishing and saltwater fishing reports. Um, they've opened it three times in the past four years. Do you think this could be a normal thing as far as the Army Corps of Engineers, you know, not wanting any kind of flooding to happen along that uh, river, you know, because of what, what happened 
about five, six years ago. Yeah, I think I think anytime there's a threat of it, there's a there's a possibility of you seeing that thing open. Um, you know, but they just had they had a real winter up north this year too. Uh, yeah. You know, north of us was was the real deal. So uh, it was almost inevitable knowing how much snow and and talking to some friends that were up north and they just that they they thought their winter was never going to end. Man, they were just buried in it. So. Uh, anytime we get that kind of runoff and the Mississippi gets high like that, I, I think you're going to see them. They're always going to err to the side of caution on that and, and open that, that up. And, uh, yeah, it makes it interesting for us. Of course, we have a lot of other issues going on in the lake as far as, you know, trying to trying to move some of that water. We don't have all the exits and entrances that we used to have. So, yeah, um, yeah. you know, that's definitely that's a change of flow. Issue. Yeah, change yeah. of flow with that Mr. Go gone. What about Asian yeah. carp? You, you don't have to see any of those anymore. I have not, but I've heard reports and I've talked to guys that said that they've seen them. I have not personally run across it. That's very, uh-huh. uh, uh, yeah, kind of discouraging. Um, I haven't seen it yet, like I said, but I did. Uh, was in Gus's the other day and talked to a guy that said that he had he had seen them. Um, and uh yeah, it didn't sound good. Didn't sound good. Yeah. I don't think I think the um I think something that's in the water prevents them from coming this far south though. So uh, fret not. Yeah. I, I don't think I don't think I, I don't I think it's the heat maybe or it's the lady, one of them that that we that usually holds them a little bit further up north. All right, well speaking of your 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 big fish, when are you cranking those things up? We're on it right now, man. I mean, we've been doing, uh, we've had our first alligator gar caught or actually, yeah, landed probably uh, two weeks ago, kicked it off. We had a couple of hookups before we had three hookups previous to that, uh, trip and couldn't get the fish in the boat, couldn't get them to stay on. And then, uh, then we broke the ice with three gar and one trip. And, uh, so we gave the old, the old infamous wicked fishing t-shirt to a young man named robert and uh so he got a nice one and then um we had a i think about a 70 pounder landed after that Ooh. so our guard trips are on uh wow. if anybody's interested in that too the uh national geographic did air uh it was on february 19th you can go to national geographic legendary catch and episode six is our is our episode. If anybody kind of wants to see how that gar trip goes, um, it's a lot of fun. That's, I'm about to check that out, Andy. I keep saying I, I gotta maybe set my reminder here on my phone to check out Andy's episode there. A legendary yeah. angler, huh? For a legendary, legendary show. Legendary catch, yeah, with uh, Carter <laughs> Andrews show. Legendary catch. He catches a monster over in Trinity. He gets uh, on the Trinity River in Texas. Yeah, that Trinity River, man. That's that, that's known for those big garfish. I think River Monsters did it, did an episode there. Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty popular. Pretty popular. All right, Andy. Uh, where can a, some folks get some information about booking a trip? Maybe a cracking trip, a big fish trip, or maybe a redfish trip. NorthShoreFishingReport dot com, brother. Go there. All go right. To North Fishing Report. Go on there. Click on the banner. Um, that we're, we're right in there with all the other great sponsors of this uh, this page, and and then click on there. It goes right to the website. Sounds good, Andy. Keep me posted on your trip today, buddy. Hey, I'll let you know how we do, Keith. And uh, you guys have a great day. Enjoy this beautiful weather. 
All right. Stay safe. All right, brother. Bye-bye. All right. Captain Andy Jones right there. Up next, we're going to be talking a little bass fishing. Uh, fishing on the shore, nothing wrong with that these days. Um, if anything, the spillways opened up and improved the freshwater fishing here on the North Shore, at least, uh, let's say, really extended the area that we can fish in. Um, normally, when you're fishing, you know, towards the lake from the rivers and bayous, uh, it gets a little brackish. But nowadays, you can work your way all the way out to the lake. So Chris Basie is going to join us up next after the break. So keep it tuned right here. It's the North Shore Fishing Report on More Outdoors, WWL 105.3 HD2. Even right after this. And hey, welcome back to the North Shore Fishing Report. Our last segment, we covered saltwater fishing, uh, if you can call it that right now, with Andy Jones. But up next, we're going to talk a little bass fishing. Chris Basie joins us this morning. Chris runs the Bass Assassins Tournament here on the North Shore, and he's an avid bass fisherman in the rivers and tributaries that run into the lake here on the North Shore. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Keith. How you doing this morning? I'm doing just fine. Beautiful day shaping up, huh? It's a gorgeous day looking out here. Yep. Doing any fishing today, Chris? Where are you at? No. Uh, unfortunately, I'm stuck at work, and I come outside and talk to you and I'm at work. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, Chris. You, you guys, you guys had a tournament at Crawford's Landing over there on the Westboro. Uh, what does that river look like nowadays? Well, uh, Saturday it was fourteen and a half foot and rising and muddy. Uh, it's it was tough. You know, a rising river is always tough, and you know, rising tide's tough, but a rising river is even worse. Uh, mm-hmm. Now I think it's at seven or right at seventeen foot, and it's kind of on a slow fall right now. But uh, it, it looked nasty <laughs> to sum it up. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I mean, you have, you know, you have river veterans that really that blanked on this river, you know, in that tournament. So, oh really? Yeah. So it, it was yeah, a tough something. day. Yeah. What were the results? Uh, some of the weights from that tournament. Uh, well, Jay Jay Breland he ended up with ten fourteen to uh, to take the win, and he had one of only two limits caught that day. And uh, mm, Nick Di- Nick Diavingo ended up second with seven ten. So it was a uh, it was a tough day. What was the big fish? Big one was four twelve. Four twelve. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they they were still look like they still had some eggs, you know. There, I'm sure there's some pockets in that river that still have cold water and still have spawners. If you can find them, you lay into some good fish. So, mm-hmm. well, let's not focus too much on the Pearl River because that can be quite a conundrum for folks to figure out. So, uh, looking at bass fishing across the North Shore, uh, you know, spawns over, uh, and we're waiting on a, spawn, a shad spawn, or is that underway right now? That's that's pretty much going on right now. Um, you know, the, the shad, what I'm going to look for right now, shad will spawn anywhere in either like a hard grass, like alligator grass, or rocks, you know, concrete, or even docks. Uh, if I had to pick one, I would probably choose rocks first, especially rocks with alligator grass on it, and then the grass, and then the docks. Uh, and they usually spawn at night. So that's why right now it's going to be an early morning bite, and then after that the fish are going to be lethargic because they've filled up all night long. So right now you need to get there early, get it done, and because nine o'clock comes, it ain't you ain't gonna get nothing. And they could still feed it, even if it's not a full moon and light out there. 
overnight? Yeah. Oh yeah, they'll still they'll still feed all night as long you know. As long, when when there's a full moon, yeah, it's gonna feed even more, but they'll still feed all night long. So the earlier the better, you say? Yeah, bright and early in the morning, because like I said, eight nine o'clock, it's gonna be tough after that. What type of what type of lure are you using right right now? Uh, I'll run if I got a good bare rock bank. I'll run a spinner bait through it, maybe even a little crankbait, a little square bill. Uh, if I'm in more of a grass situation, I'll run a frog, like a white frog through there. Uh, sometimes also little flukes or little bitty swim baits. You know, the little three-inch ones on uh, baby swim baits and baby flukes, they'll work pretty good through it too, through the grass. All right, Chris, well, let's play thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, you know the routine. I name a specific location. You give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Um, explain why, why, or why not that specific place may or may not be good fishing today. So thumbs up, thumbs down. We're going to launch at Fourth Street Launch. That's by St. Paul's High School, Covington, on the Trafalcon. We're going to head north to some of those docks along the neighborhood canals, north uh-huh. of uh, Fourth Street Launch. What you say? I say thumbs up. Uh, I think it's going to be good up there right now. The water clarity is pretty good up there, especially compared to the rest of the river. And it, uh, yeah. It's, you got a lot of areas, like I just mentioned, for shad spawn, a lot of rock banks, a lot of bulkhead stuff like that. So I definitely thumbs up. Thumbs up because of water clarity. All right. Uh, let's launch at Heritage Park. We're going to head south past the Bayou Bosca Bridge. Take a left into Palm Lake. Palm Lake fishing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, y'all need to stay out of there. <laughs> no, <laughs> Now, that, that thumbs up, too. That's a really good area right now. Uh, you know, a lot of the bass that are left in there are either going to be the males garden fry or fish just, you know, mm-hmm. recouping from the spawn, feeding on, on shad. So that, that's all a good area. From that bayou, when you enter that bayou all the way back into the lake, it's going to be good. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. All right. I thought you were going to say that's one of those areas that that private water, they, they blocked it off. They can't get in there anymore. I'm going to put a sign up. Yeah. All right, Chris. We're going to launch at Beatico Creek Launch. We're going to head south towards those camps. Uh, you know, there's a cut called Perilou Canal. You familiar with that? No. Uh, I've never really fished Beatico Creek. I'm not familiar with that area, so. Okay, okay. Well, we'll lay off that, that area there. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> yeah. I think that area would be pretty good. I think that would be area would be pretty good, you know, just counting on some cleaner water coming out of that cut. Right. So if you stay right. pretty close to that cut, you, you stay in that that. That clean water, and you know that's where it's where it's at, man. If you can find that clean water combining with the muddy water, where it's got that hard line, man, I find those fish hang right right along that that muddy water and hit the the fish coming out of that clean water, you know. Oh yeah, yep. Well, Chris, what's up for uh, Bass Assassins? The next one is going to be May fifth, Cinco de Mayo, on Chapulco River, and uh, that's about it. For bass assassins, okay. Yeah. okay. It's May fifth uh, on the Chapunka River. Any any Cinco de Mayo uh, theme or anything to this tournament? <laughs> bring it, bring your sombreros. It's fine with me. <laughs> Maybe we'll have some time. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Add five ounces to your total if you're wearing a sombrero. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, Chris. Uh, we got to go off the yeah. closet of sombrero, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, what else is going on as far as uh, what would you recommend some areas for, for putting a few bass in the boat today? We're not necessarily talking size, you know, you know, like you, you guys target with the the bass fishing mm-hmm. tournaments. We're just talking numbers. Maybe get a limit of bass today. Uh, I would recommend a Chipunka, definitely. If you uh, get off of the main river into the little creeks right now, like you said, the clean water back up in them little creeks, it's going to be really good right now. Uh, Bayou Liber- Bayou-Bonfuca area would be good. And Pearl River actually is good. I mean, I know it's tough, but the East Pearl area is good. Right now, the 17 and a 17.5 foot on the, on the west, you're going to have issues there. I wouldn't even bother with that one. But on the East Pearl, they do have some good areas, good clean water back in the little bays. So it, pretty much anywhere along the North Shore, you, you're going to get a good, you know, good fishing today, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris, the, the Friday's ditch that, that you, you work your way from west to, to the east, What, what yeah. what's that looking like? I mean, I know that can be dangerous. How does that usually – is there any times that you you don't go through there? Uh, I haven't been since the last time I did when I almost flipped mine over in there, my new boat. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I've been a little scared of it. Uh, last time I went by it, it was clogged up at the mouth of it on the West Pearl side. So really? it's, it's really treacherous. Uh, you know, I, when I was coming out last time, I ended up hitting something and I couldn't get off. And finally, when I did, the boat tried to spin around on me and put me into some trees and I was able to save it, but ever since then, I've kind of been leery of it. I'm just going around Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, keep, keep that new boat out of that, you know, go another route. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it changes every day. I hate to tell you how it looks because it changes every day. A new tree goes yeah. in there, and so you just got to watch yeah, it while you go. Well, we got Jason Pittman coming on. We'll, we'll question him about that, that area as well. Well, all right, Chris, thanks for coming on this morning, and uh, good luck in your next tournament. No problem, Keith, and thank you. All right, Chris Basie right there talking bass fishing, uh, bass scene, getting into more of a normal pattern coming off the spawn. Uh, the weather's warming up, and the bait fish are starting to dictate a good feeding pattern for those green trout, as, as some call them. So hopefully Chris helped out a little bit with, with what he had to share. All right, up next, uh, after the break, we're going to talk and talk with Jason Pittman. Uh, Jason's fresh off the, his big win at Lake Gunnersville in Alabama. Jason won the Central Division for the Bassmasters BASS Nation Regional Championship. So we'll talk with Jason right after this. You're listening to the North Shore Fishing Report on More Outdoors. And welcome back to the North Shore Fishing Report on More Outdoors. You know, there's so many local tournaments here on the North Shore that we monitor, uh, from bass assassins to liars and lunkers. I get the results from these tournament directors, and it's always interesting to watch the results. You can really tell where the fishing is improving and where the anglers are struggling. Where, you know, when you watch the results of these tournaments, because really it's the best of the best that's fishing it. So if you see half the guys that compete in a tournament you can't even get five fish, like Chris Basie was saying in his tournament, uh, then it's tough fishing out there, you know. Our next guest fishes a lot of these tournaments, and, and much like Chris, uh, who we heard from a few minutes ago, Jason's got his finger on the pulse of the North Shore bass fishing. Um, even if he hasn't fished the river in a few weeks, he's got a pretty good idea of how that specific river 
what Bayou is producing on any given day. So we're going to check in with Jason Pittman right now and try and see what are some options as far as picking up a few bass this weekend. Good morning, Jason. Hey, buddy. What's going on? Oh, nothing much, man. Looks like a beautiful weekend shaping up here. Man, I think I'm the only one not fishing today. Uh, this morning, you know, I was out and about and kind of uh, running some errands and saw uh, way too many boats headed to fish without me. So uh little, little yeah. riding the struggle bus a little bit, but uh, I, I think I'll make it through. I think you will too, Jason. <laughs> I think you, you're uh, you're going to be all right. And I want to tell you, congratulations on winning that Bassmasters uh, BASS National uh, the the regional championship. Let's get this straight. It's the regional championship, and then it's the national championship later on in the year. Yes, sir. Uh, actually, uh, qualified through the Mississippi Federation or the Mississippi Bass Nation. It used to be the federation back in the day, and. Uh, they take 10 boaters, 10 non-boaters to a regional tournament. Uh, and once you get to that regional tournament, I think it's 19 states brought 20-man uh, teams. So uh, had a had a pretty good uh, pretty good tournament up there. Was very fortunate uh, to finish top in the Mississippi side of it uh, on Lake Gunnersville in North Alabama. So it was uh, it was definitely a uh, you know, uh, it was it was kind of bittersweet. Trenton Trenton qualified through Mississippi with me as well, so uh, we were actually competing against each other. But you know, still trying to uh, to get get to that next level. And I was just fortunate to come out on top. Uh, think had first day seventeen pounds, second day thirteen, and then twelve on the third day. But um, you know, it definitely bittersweet, bittersweet. But yes. Uh, by by advancing out of that tournament, that'll send me to the national championship with a, uh, believe it's a one in three or not three. I think they take the top three anglers at the end of that tournament to the Bassmaster Classic. So we're one step closer. Uh, that Lake Hartwell in November is where it's set for. They just announced yesterday. Bassmasters. Wow. How many how many of those have you fished? Uh, never, I just missed qualifying through for the Bassmaster Classic in 2005 in the same tournament, uh, 15 years apart. It's kind of, kind of, uh, <laughs> kind of a heck of a uh, decade and a half to go, but, uh, just with life and family and everything yeah. else, it just, it just happened to work out and, you know, won that, that same tournament in 2004, to qualify for the 2005 national championship. So, you know, I, I've been there. I've, I've, I know what to expect at least. So it may be, uh, I won't be as wide eyed as I was the, the first time that I went, but you know, all in all, it's, it's a great organization. It kind of, kind of a grassroots type deal for the anglers out there that the actual working anglers that, you know, might not have the time. Cause I, I say it all the time that there's, there are so many anglers in the area that could do well if they just had the time and the support from sponsors and stuff to go out on the national level. I mean, you see the the usual suspect at all the tournaments, whether it's Chris's, you know, Bass Assassins, Florida Parish, uh, Charlie and Mark and them at the PRTT, the Pearl River Single Circuit, all of them. Um, you know, there's some there's some dang good anglers everywhere around this area. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I always like to see the results coming in. 
to the page of, of, of what these guys are doing. Man, I'll tell you what, it's a different world, a fast tournament world. So you guys are definitely, definitely. A, a, a cut above. Um, well, let's focus here on the North Shore a little bit. Um, where's the last spice you, you fished from North Shore? I know you had your hands filled with uh, Lake Gunnersville, but have you heard anything around the North Shore? Or give us some tips oh, oh, or yeah. something to put in a few, few bass in the boat. Definitely. It's a, it's turned into a marsh, a marsh kind of spring with the pearl, you know, fluctuating so much. Uh, Mother Nature's bipolar uh, disorder that she's had by sending us cold fronts and then letting it warm up and then sending us another cold front. You know, the the fish are, are definitely kind of in a, in a weird funk. Uh, you know, they, they've wanted to, they've wanted to spawn. They have spawned. We just came off a full moon last week. So, I mean, there's fish to be caught. But you've got to look at it's not like it's a reservoir or anything else. You know, you're looking at a north wind blowing the water out, a river that's rising and things like that. But, you know, if somebody wants to go catch some fish, there's there's no doubt they could just pick a spinnerbait up and go into the marsh, maybe fish some drains here and there. Uh, definitely watch the tide charts. But the, the most stable stuff has probably been, you know, the marsh, uh, all the lower ends of all the rivers and bayous where they kind of touch Lake Pontchartrain, things like that. So, you know, don't don't get discouraged because of the conditions, but, you know, the fish still have to eat. Kind of like if it's raining outside, we're still going to eat somewhere. So don't uh, don't get discouraged by that by no means. Yeah, so you say the marsh is some good. What, what, so what's some good lures that we could throw? You say spinnerbait? Yeah, a spinnerbait, you know, some soft plastics right now. Those fish are... Those fish are just coming out. Uh, a lot of them are post-spawn, so they're they're kind of wore out from uh, doing their springtime thing. But you know they're not quite in that summertime pattern. The water temperature is still you know mid 70s uh, in that sense. So we'll uh, we'll get a good gauge for it tomorrow. The liars and lunkers, that group is fishing out of the East Pearl tomorrow. So. Uh, There'll be a good gauge of how things are going after uh, tomorrow, about 3 o'clock at weigh-in. Yeah, we definitely will. Now, Jason, I'll put you to the test here. We got I've been thinking about the, the Pearl River and how many different aspects and, and factors to the equation there is. Go through a list of things that you think of when you fish the, the Pearl River. It's got to have everything. Oh, it, it does. No matter what, it's it's one of those that when when I'm packing to for a for a one day trip to the Pearl River, um, it's almost like I have to call through my my tackle because it depends on what I want to do. Um, you know, you could always go over to the West Pearl and and flip cypress trees. You could turn around. You could go to the East Pearl and and fish it you know, a little more stable with buzz baits and spinner baits and things like that. Or you could go into the marsh and, and catch drain fish. So, I mean, there is a, there is a, I guess, a plethora of uh, just things that, that could be done in that whole Pearl River system. And that's what I try to tell people when I travel. They're like, man, where are you from? You know, just north of New Orleans. And they're like, oh, so you're on the Louisiana Delta. No, not really. I said, we're, we're, we've got even better stuff than that i believe maybe not quality of fish wise but option wise because if we want to run go catch redfish we can go run catch redfish i mean it's all the it's all the same and and that's what a lot of people down here may take for granted 
But, you know, when I went over to Gunnersville, I spent two weeks on Lake Gunnersville this past these past couple of weeks, and it really makes you appreciate coming back home and saying, you know what, if if I'm not catching them somewhere, I can make an adjustment because it's such a vast area. Yeah, yeah, and a place like Gunnersville, it's, you know, what you see is what you get, basically, you know, there's no right. – there's Definitely. no formula put Definitely. together as far as times or whatever. Speaking of Gunnersville, how's that fishing lately? Man, it was great. Um, <laughs> had some really, had some, I mean, I'm kind of biased about it, but yeah, you know, uh, had some really good, um, some really good practice days on there. Uh, was fortunate. My dad got to come over the week before the actual tournament uh, started and spent a couple of days, uh, spent a couple of days in the boat with me. So I mean the the fishing over there, it was there was still some up on beds. We caught some sight fishing. We caught some uh, out deep and anywhere from ten to twelve foot of water. So, you know it was it was definitely interesting for sure. Uh, they were they're probably about two to three weeks behind, say Toledo Bend or uh, Sam Rayburn or some of the bigger reservoirs in the in our region, but. Uh, it's fishing healthy. There's a reason they have a 15 inch minimum size limit up there. So mm-hmm. if anybody wants to wants to even keep some, they got to be 15 inches. And let alone in a tournament, I mean it's all catch and release, no doubt. But you know, still fish, a 15 inch fish when you think about it in relation to the pearl or or you know the chifunca, that's that's a pretty good fish. That's that's a long yeah. two pound fish. So. You know, that's why it always looks like the the fish are just wearing out or, or they're catching plenty or, you know, big fish or something like that. It's because of that 15-inch minimum. Yeah, yeah, 15-inch minimum, man, that's something. Well, all right, Jason, uh, thank you for, for joining us this morning, um, and good luck in the, the national championship later on. Hopefully you can get a qualifying uh, Bassmasters, man. That would be fantastic. Oh, we'd party like it was 1999 again if that were to happen. Trust me. But, look, everybody be safe on the water. Enjoy the pretty weather and uh, be kind out there. I've, I've seen I've seen a few uh, arguments on the water at Gunnersville over a fishing spot when you got to, you know, just be thankful you're out there and, uh, you know, let's share everything with everybody. So, y'all have a good weekend. Be safe, Keith. Be safe, Jason. Keep me posted, man. Will do. All right, Jason Pittman right there. Uh, that's going to do it for the show. I hear the music playing, the North Shore Fishing Report. Hope you enjoyed it. want to thank uh, Andy Jones of Wicked Charters, you know, trying to figure out that spillway opening and Lake Pontchartrain and Lake Bourne. Uh, special thanks to him for coming on, sorting that out. Chris Basie with Bass Assassins, talking a little bass fishing. Special thanks to him. Chris, especially joining us while he has the work certainly appreciate that and jason pittman you just heard him right there uh with his big win on lake gunnersville and good luck to him in the bass masters national uh championships coming up all right we'll pick back up uh next month every last saturday of the month for the north shore fishing report if you're heading out of the water good luck this weekend uh things should be picking up uh saltwater side clearing up uh, you just heard two of our two bass reporters and there's nothing wrong with bass fishing so go get you some uh some green trout, as they call them. Good luck and uh, stay safe out on the water. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.